I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Photoshoot fresh, looking like wealth. About to call the paparazzi on myself, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Woo, it's me, Ooh. Marcus, and Jim's here. Ooh, hello. Luke's here. All right. And Pete's here. I'm not here. I am really. Ah. Oh. Tricked ya. Titties. If you, did call the, if, you did call the, <laughs> if you did call the paparazzi on yourself, Marcus, how many do you reckon would turn up? <laughs> I don't know. It do depends. you even know any? I reckon depends. one would do, just, just <laughs> yeah. to see what's Is going on. Is that you again, Mr. Speller? How, how Still do you not call interested. Them? Is there like a pap phone where you yeah. just press a button and yeah. they appear? Yeah, that's it. Is that you again, Mr. Speller? <laughs> no, it's not me. Uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> they say that like the biggest regret of Morrison Investment Brokers are uh, just missing out somehow. So I think a paparazzi would be the same sort yeah. of deal. They'd be like, well, what if I miss out on That's Marcus true. Speller of the future? He might go on to do some big things. Yeah, It's like, it, but it, bring it back into a football context, the old uh, chat used to be that if you wrote off to a football club asking for a trial, <laughs> technically they had to give you one just in case. Right, okay. So they yeah, would yeah. always send you a letter headed saying, oh yeah, I'll invite you to a trial, the next open trial is here. Right. And you could then put that up on your wall and say, look, I, I offer for trials at so-and-so. Mm. Ah. And, and, then, the f- and then you can go on my 39th of... <laughs> 
jam tender. Two twenty one forty six. Yeah, uh, I phone uh, the Paps for to report kiss and tell stories involving Pete Donaldson. Yeah, again, again, him again, again, slim picking. Marcus, and all kissing, based in the Far East. Kiss, <laughs> kissing would suggest uh, emotional intensity. Yeah, yeah and I'm very true. cold when it comes to that sort of. Uh, well, also part of my life. In general, everything. Yeah, just You're everything. Horrible. Me- mechanical. I'll warm you up one day, Peter. You will. Um, but until then, we have to uh, do this ruddy podcast, ladies and mm. gentlemen. Uh, ahead of the Manchester derby on the weekend, police were concerned that there was going to be some drone action. There was going to be a drone, uh, guys. <laughs> guys, there's going to be a drone. <laughs> Apparently a chap was arrested for flying a drone near the Etihad Stadium just two weeks ago. Probably not a chap, the best way to describe it. <laughs> there's, a maniac. There's, a, there's a V in there somewhere. <laughs> Um, well, the Daily Mail reported that police were on red alert at the prospect of drones <laughs> flying into the stadium. Sounds like them. And uh, that, What can you do? I don't know. <laughs> I bet they were foreign drones as well, according yeah, to the ooh. Daily Mail. Um, but uh, the Greater Manchester Police had a helicopter on hand to deal with potential problems. What are you going to do? What, land, Shoot knock it out of the sky? I'd sh- a net? It's I'd... also really unoriginal <laughs> as well. It's like, it's like the Man City, when Man City fans had to go at other people for, for, in their words, stealing the Posden off it. <laughs> <laughs> the Posden, what? The Lech Posden? Which is named after the club <laughs> yeah, you stole yeah. it from. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Man United have got the run, run on this because they were flying proper planes over... Uh, mm. over no, not, yeah. They've mastered but aviation. I, if anything, a drone's a step down. I don't know, mm. but it gets in closer, doesn't More it? So maneuverable. a drone does have its merits. True, yeah. true. Very and as well, with technology, obviously, things get smaller. That is to. true. Mm. Although yeah. iPhones seem not to think so. They're the Georgia Kinklads of aviation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, with that in mind, uh, if you could fly a drone into a stadium, what would you do with it, Jim? Mm, well, I would. Um, I'm going to interpret the question uh, As in you my will. own way. Yeah. Um, I'd have one drone with a broom, and another drone with another broom, mm. and I would just make them fight. Okay. Sky, like have a little sky, sky sword fight, just yeah. like as mm. close to the pitch as I could get them as well, while the game was going on. Um, I just think it would be easier for me to come across. Two brooms. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be doing really well to get a drone. I don't think I could also get two swords. Yeah. It's a fantasy question. Well, absolutely. But I think a drone's going to wipe me out. In your imagination, that. Get it, swords are definitely swords. more expensive than. <laughs> I know it sounds unambitious. But yeah, I, I quite d- like it because I, I think you, oh, you want to have a bit of fun, but you don't want anyone to get hurt. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I like to steep my fantasies in realism. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Sort of gritty, vaguely Weird sad Quidditch. realism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, just as I say, as close to the pitch as possible while the action's going on. Yeah. Um, like, sort of, actually, it caught, start up quite high so no one saw it, then gradually creep down. <laughs> just so, like, people in these sort of upper echelons of the stadium, probably yeah. do it over Wembley, so it's uh-huh. bigger, um, would notice it. Is that, is that two drones having a broom fight? Yeah. And then has, gradually, has maybe the, the players would notice. Is this Louis Van Hal sweeper system? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. It'd be the best thing to happen at an England game for ages. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think they'd the, even bother to since the, stop the game. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the mm. Peru game, Paper Aero. God, I think that might genuinely be the highlight head, of Wembley. Heavy, so far. hasn't it, really? Yeah. Like the last couple of seasons, it's been dominated by things in the sky. Oh, we, we, remember the parachutists who used to try and land in the uh, in the middle of uh, well, that stadiums was my and stuff? That was a, for an odd moment at the World Cup, which didn't happen. There was a there was a guy who. Uh, managed to land in the middle of the boxing ring, wasn't there? Mm, that's the right. Yeah. The no, but that, that was an emergency landing, was it not? I don't know. I that's don't, like, that's sure. like the jogger running into um, David Cameron. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't seem to run in a straight line, did you, fella? You seemed to kind <laughs> yeah. of really veer off into the middle mm. of the Prime Minister's gate, really. It's weird yeah. that you did that, innit? Because yeah. usually when you run, you run in a straight line, don't you? It's weird that you'd... Yeah. I, right. I thought... Not it. Give him a medal. Not having it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, question him. Question him. He's released. Yeah, he's been released. He's been released. He said he didn't realise it was David Cameron, which is amazing. He, he so did, he did so and he did. Mm. Yeah. 
It was so, a white man with dreadlocks. I mean, look at him. That's, yeah, yeah. That's question him on that alone. Yeah, mm. exactly. um, uh, Luke. I think I would. Um, I've, I've decided to take on the um, the mantle of Spur- being a Spurs chairman. So I'd be Daniel Levy. Right. Mm, so I think okay. I'd fly a drone over. Um, Nine new players. No, just oh. saying season tickets available now. <laughs> just renew as soon as you can. Prices have only gone up ten percent. And if you if you do buy a new season ticket now, um, I'll give you five percent off in the club shop. If you want, you can have another one for this season. Just <laughs> yeah, buy another. Just one. so your season yeah. ticket isn't yeah. lonely ring, in your pocket. Bring this number from the drawn. And we guarantee that the manager, the, is nice. the manager will be at the, at the club for at least another you know, three months. <laughs> There's a classic radio presenter. Yeah. Phone the drone. Yeah. 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 Stop trying to turn everything into a phone in. <laughs> Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah, okay. Pete, what you got? Uh, the drawn bone. No. Um, I would, um, you know, like those grabby machines at the fair? Mm, mm, mm. I would have, like, that mechanism attached to a drawn, and I would... F- and if, pull a player's head off. Like well, it is already. Well, no, just just go into the crowd and pick up a pick up a supporter and then put it in the away end. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> ra- completely at random. Excellent. And because... And no, not at random. To, if they're misbehaving. Well, uh, well, that's what I was thinking. No, but even, no, but I think I think it would temper everyone a little bit. Everyone would stop being dicks if they knew that be, at yeah. some point. Apart they might from find the away end, that, that, that we'd have much more objectionable people in in, in football stadiums. Yeah. I think because at one point you'll be dropped in the middle. You might be dropped in the middle of the away fans. Sounds so if you're like, giving it the swearies, just at random, the drone could pick you up and plop you in the middle. But it'll of be the, more trusty than the ones that the, you know on Brighton Pier or wherever you wherever else. They you could drop you. Exactly. Could point Actually, like yeah. just drop you on one of the spikes or something <laughs> or, or the goalposts. It sounds like something that would happen in the old Schwarzenegger film like Running Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Any of those sort uh, of 80s of movies. Yeah. I mean, drones are quite small, so there is absolutely no logical reason that all three of these things so far couldn't happen at the same time. No. Exactly. You need yeah. a powerful one for mine, but yeah, yeah. I would. Trust uh, them. I, I would uh, use it for uh, a, a Scotland match, maybe. And what I would do is, if they were, if they were, maybe it's gone down to the wire for for, for qualifying, um, and and they need a result, and it's a bit nervy, and you think, blimey, you know, it's been a while since, you know, a little while since the last time they qualified. I'd have a drone and I'd fly in <laughs> Craigie Brown, and I would just drop him, kind of like what Pete was saying, but well, I would drop him on the in the dugout. And everyone would look around and go, "Oh God, Craig Brown's has broken both of his legs <laughs> in a horrific drone accident." <laughs> what was he playing at? And that's the inspiration. And Craig would say, "Do it for me, boys." <laughs> the game's getting cancelled, mate. It's, no, yeah, it's not. It? You've yeah. got you've got in the in the in the dugout. You've got Craig Brown yeah. shouting, "Craigie Brown's doing <laughs> help." Tell you what, Magic. I'm sure Ryan Craig Brown can go to Scotland today. games if he wants to. No, 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 he'd have to be on the bench. Marcus, I've got an idea. Go what, what happens if Scotland are so playing um, Germany or whatever? But there's <laughs> a man who knows brand, how to get Scotland to a, uh, brand, a brand the drone up in German colours. Right. Drop Craigie Brown in. Game cancelled. Germany's fault. 2 0 win. 3 0 win. 3 0 win. And that and goal difference will count. Yeah. I'll tell you, Pete's got the points without a doubt. Yeah, fair enough. He's yeah. always thinking his points. Because you can't. F- I think that's my first points for about three months. Or years. Mm, yeah, but maybe. technically you are always thinking. I'm always thinking. You can't turn your thoughts off. <laughs> okay, I've, I've, well, I've had a goal with alcohol before. <laughs> last week was Jim. Two weeks before that, I got two in a row. So yeah, it's your first one for a while, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, mind. I better pencil myself in for next week. <laughs> now, uh, uh, to the Premier League, it was the Manchester derby, eh? Mm. Um, uh, the, the loss for Manchester United marks the worst start uh, to uh, a season for the club since 1986. 
according to some people out Oof. there. My goodness. Um, Van Hal has notched up four fewer points at this stage of the season than David Moyes. He's used 31 plays so far this season. And he spent a lot more money. Absolutely. But having said all that, Man United on the evidence of their last two games are improving. Would you say, Luke? To put it in perspective, in 1986, this is when, according to, I think, Sir Alex Ferguson's autobiography, the players were essentially pissed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he basically spent the first season of his, well, first couple of seasons at his tenure to stopping people drinking. To show how long ago it was, in that year, an Englishman was the top goal scorer at a World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how long ago it was, um, um, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, they are improving. I think... I mean, we saw the. I think we, I'm sure we all saw the fact that the the team put out by United against City was the most expensive team ever assembled in the history of English football. So I mean, that puts it into perspective. It's remarkable, it's incredible. It? But I think they just to, yeah they are they are they are uh, improving. But also they've had a lot of problems at the back in terms of injuries they and have. being able to keep personnel together. I don't think they've had. I mean, because if you take Chelsea for example, who are obviously flying. I think I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying Cahill and Terry have played every minute of every Premier League game together this mm. season. Those two hardly ever get injured. Indeed. No. And you compare that with... Um, and also, later on in the season, suspensions come in as well. And for them to stay together for that long, yeah. if they could do that for the rest of the season... They have a fantastic partnership at the back. Yeah, that'll be a huge part of the reason yeah. why they win the league if they go on to do that. But for United, I think McNair and... It might even be Blackett. McNair and Blackett are the most um, experienced centre-back partnership this season. That's amazing. amazing. It's definitely McNair and one other player. I forget who. I think it mm. might be Blackett. And... and um, of course, they picked up injuries again and they're sending off against City, so they're not going to be able to field mm. the same again. Well, Carrick said he was going to step up. We'll have to. There's no one else to play there, is yeah. there? I don't know who else can play there. Not, so not just the personnel, is it? But it's also the formations. They've been fiddling with that constantly as well. So, so they, they start off with three at the back, Yeah, course, they yeah. don't really know who's playing what and where. It's, I, it's I, think, I, think, I think with um, the Manchester United supporters, you can tell that they're a little bit more... Uh, willing to give Van Gaal a, a, a bit more rope because he seems to be playing some better football or better, you know, more attractive football than last season. Yeah, that well, yeah. Moyes served up. Well, going forward, they're always going to be okay because yeah. the players they've got and, and Van Gaal has got an amazing pedigree, hasn't he? And, the, and he also said at the beginning, he's actually now said, "Oh, you, I shouldn't have said judge me after three months," but he did also say, um, "I didn't realize how shit my <laughs> <Yeah. was." laughs> um, I'm not as good as I was before. <laughs> no, he also I've, said, I've had my balls out so much, <laughs> and they don't work it. anymore. I yeah. put them away. Way to shock them. It's lost, they started, it's lost they started calcifying. <laughs> They're out so much. Um, maybe like Van Hal's balls on like a big drone. <laughs> ah, yes. yeah. Um, I was going to say bagging players he doesn't like. Heavily not Sean Dice. But Van Hal did say he bombards his players with information. It takes them a while to get on board. But I don't really see how they can do an awful lot without some quality at the back and some consistency at the back mm. because David De Gea has been hanging out to dry really I mean, yeah. he's, he's and it's great. still been excellent of course oh, and you look at someone like I mean if you look at someone I know Valencia played right back against City and I think Valencia's okay at fullback but Raphael of course um, has got his own problems with it. I mean he's technically good but his temperament's poor I mean mm. if you look at Smalling's temperament against City that was really poor as well yeah yeah it's crazy these things are annoying for a manager presumably because they're manageable because if you, if you, you can't really do anything about certain parts of a player's game but you can teach them to not be so temperamental yeah, so Raphael yeah. makes poor decisions all and the time at a club like that as well that you shouldn't be having to do that that often amongst so many players it seems like there's, there's a lot of fires that need to be put out there and going back to fans giving Van Gaal a bit more time I think part of it is is because David Moyes was almost a rebound season wasn't it and now they're sort of ready to date again and sort <laughs> yeah. of ready, ready to trust somebody and yeah. you know I think yeah, they, they realise they've got was he, was he in an in-between was he yeah he was absolutely. a bit yeah. but I, I wonder because I, I like the look of Paddy now obviously he didn't start um, against City he came on didn't he when Smalling was sent off but I think he looks a good player and of course mm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him for, for not 
stopping Aguero scoring because Aguero's probably the best striker in the Premier League. You'd argue Costa, but Costa can't really stay fit. So I'd say you'd probably take Aguero. Yeah, now Benton's gone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too many people are going to argue about that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean, though? So it's not, it's not a disgrace for a player like Paddy McNair who should really, in an ideal situation, be in blooded in gradually and build up his experience. Yeah. He shouldn't have to be the focal or the centre piece of this defence in a United crisis team because he'll probably play against the, against the weekend because Rojo's not going to be fit and this morning's been um, suspended the other players aren't going to be back in time so he's doing really well under the circumstances I think and I actually thought May not were okay I mean they got very lucky with some decisions referee wise they got unlucky with some other ones but yeah. um, oh, at this stage I'm not going to want to hear this but 1-0 away to City isn't terrible it's not no. a terrible result no it really isn't and, and especially down to 10 men for so long Yeah, mm. I think um, what I was going to say is that what you've just said there Luke is that Manchester United they're playing better against some bigger opponents they've got a last minute goal against Chelsea the crowd are sensing perhaps a, a turn yeah. in fortune they're getting refereeing decisions I mean, well, they're, they got those back. Chelsea, they're yeah. nearly back aren't they they got those against Chelsea as well oh yeah, yeah. yeah they're I mean, really they're going to smash someone soon that one when Aguero danced through their defence and was it Carrick chopped him mm. and then Fellaini <laughs> made sure he went down I was like but how I think, was that yeah, I, I think <laughs> Fellaini might have actually stopped that being a penalty because it looked like a sort of coming together between them and I think it might even have disguised Carrick's foul when you look at the position okay. of the referee that's the only explanation I can but think for it I thought all three of the Rojo, penalty shouts were penalties yeah. the one where he hauled down Toure yeah. Yeah. I love how they're having all this defensive instability at the moment and yet absolutely nobody on this planet is saying they shouldn't have let Rio Ferdinand go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no not I think the, the, this morning sent me off I was at the time when I, when I watched the game when he got that first booking like I th- the only way I could really um, reconcile him getting a booking for that sort of thing is if you're a striker and it's 75 minutes gone, you're 1-0 up and mm. you're really under the cosh and you want to slow the play down. Mm. You don't want a player, you don't want a team to break on you or something like that. You're a centre-back. You need to stay booking-free in a big derby game in the first half. Yeah, and then if you get a booking, you have to act like you've been booked. You don't just <laughs> exactly. throw yourself around all over the place. Do you think that could be a sign of nerves amongst some of the players where... They aren't as confident as they were. Maybe, they don't yeah. have this iron will, so they just they just make bad decisions. You do when you're nervous, at, don't you? At the risk of sounding um, sounding a little bit critical, I don't actually think Chris Moore is that good, and I don't, I th- agree I don't think he's he's not of the caliber that they need. He's not good at Halloween costumes and all that. Oh, what, what happened there? What happened there? Didn't he didn't he dress as a suicide bomber last year? Did he? Wow. Back in the day? Oh, I got that very right. I've, I've, I've been might, defending like I'm, one this year. Mm. Do you want to go? Shall I just leave a, a half a second before I yeah. make a point so you can cut it out of your yeah yeah cool. Say something really contentious as well. Uh, Princess Di was murdered. <laughs> no. There we go. No, Fine. I'm not saying that. What? I was going to say that I think that Chris Smalling at the top level is found wanting. And so when he's found wanting, maybe he doesn't trust his technique as much. Mm. And he starts making decisions that aren't great. And that's why it happened. But the, the, the first one, stopping the heart goal kit was just poor. The second one was like, he didn't, he just panicked, didn't he? He didn't really yeah. feel like he was confident enough to, to to shepherd it or to defend it properly, and so he just chucked himself in there. I'll, I'll be surprised if Van Hal didn't give him an absolute bollocking after that. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we can't get away from it, can we? Um, I, no, you, you are absolutely right. About Fellaini, some people are saying, oh, Van Hal's now getting uh, a bit more out of him than, say, Moyes did. Or is it a case, perhaps, that when he was signed by Manchester United that he played in a slightly different role for a team that was a little bit out of sorts and as I think Jonathan Wilson wrote in, a, in an article that um, maybe the, the expectations have been lowered and actually Fellaini is a, more of a battler type player yeah. and and this is what he is Is it not mm. a curious one though because at Everton his best performances 
were sort of behind right the front further man. up and mm. behind the striker. Yeah, so with, with Rooney and Van Persie and, and was, Al Falcao. But when he was brought in to United, he was almost used as like a defensive midfielder. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it didn't seem to suit him. I don't think he's really that mobile. No. So it's difficult for him. Um, he seems to be playing a bit further forward now, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right in what you're saying, Mark. Essentially, that you know he, they need players to come in. They need bodies in there. He's he's he scored a great goal the other week, which the is great, for, yeah. great for his confidence. And he had he a bit of a fifty p head though, didn't he? He loves it. Uh, was, he should have done he, better. He with that did. That was terrible. Come off his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he headed actually, onto his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. came off his shoulder. And um, David Moyes was in the newspapers last week saying um, just basically. I mean, I don't want to criticise the guy because he's obviously been through the mill, but he was essentially using a column he had in a newspaper to say about how great a player Fellaini is, and it almost felt like he was saying, oh, it wasn't my fault that he was rubbish. I, I, he was a good player, mm. and I, should, I was pleased to sign him. And he kept going on about how, how good he is at the chess trap. Oh, <laughs> no, but he is. Yeah, actually. I know That's he is. A great yeah, but I know he is, but I mean, so what? Yeah. You know what I mean, well, it costs twenty-seven million quid. Well, if he's been asked to write an article on Fellaini, say, but it, it, it read like he's sticking up for a player who's who played well for him largely. But it read like the the the, uh, the guy said to him. So what's his? You know, what are his attributes? Like, Good chess trap. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. quite a weird, like, specific thing yeah. to say. But I like the fact that like Gary uh, Neville was going on in the newspaper. He wrote a wonderful piece that you sent around to us, us three about, uh, or Marcus did rather, oh, about defending. Uh, about defending. You know, oh, sort of yeah. the lost art of defending. And Gary uh, Gary uh, Neville sort yeah. of worrying that he sounds like an old man, sort of saying that you, nobody nobody knows how to defend anymore. And then you've got, um, and, and it's all all about technique over defending yeah. and technique over uh, fitness and stuff like that. And uh, and uh, I think, uh, and then you've got Fellaini going, oh, he's good at this chess trap, though, isn't he? <laughs> He can't, he can't do anything else. He's not very good at passing or anything, but he's, uh, well, he's, he's a great header the of the ball. And that, obviously, it was a good chance, which is the main reason why he would have been angry with himself. But he, he's a player who, out of all the United team, he'd have been one of the ones who'd have chosen to be on the end of that. Ball. Sure. Yeah, very sure. frustrating. Um, Joe Hart came up trumps, didn't he, with an important save? That's a red for me. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, the, oh yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah. thought you were going to say the referee, yeah, the referee, the referee situation. Referee, yeah. Oh, well, he did that as well, yeah. but I'm more sorry. going on. We were talking about Joe Hart uh, yeah, last week, um, and it was a great save from, from Di Maria. When Rooney, why didn't he shoot? Yeah. When he went through like that, I mean, it would have been the goal of the lovely, season. Lovely nutmeg on company, a wasn't it? Gorgeous nutmeg. Yeah, yeah. That was superb. Do you want yeah. me to come back on the Joe Hart side? If you could. I actually think, I don't want to sound churlish, but I think that that... Should have held it. No, but I think the, the, the shot was actually a bit closer to them than initially you looked like. And, and, and sure. if, if Di Maria had struck that in the, properly in the corner, Hart wouldn't have saved it. Oh, that, yeah, that's not a, a gotcha. It was a, it was a good anything. solid yeah, save. Yeah, yeah, it was a good yeah. solid save, but I think it's, I still maintain mm. that that was a save that a top keeper needs to make. Mm. If, he's, if he's not made that save that close to his body, that's a howler. He was a bit overzealous with the ref, as you said. He mm. should have gone. Yeah, he gone. I, I think he should have gone for that. And he should have been banned for a long time. Do you think? Yeah, because he knows he knew what he d- was doing. He went straight in and then immediately moved his head as if to go. I'm just, I'm just doing something else yeah. now. I was just brushing. He knew fly exactly off of your what forehead. he was doing. I was wiping my brow on. There's a on huge difference yours. between doing that to another player and doing that to a referee. Yeah. Oh, well, look at that lad who's been um, banned for like 50 years or something for oh, uh, kicking a ball, it, kicking a ball at the ref, and also um, squirting his water in lots the ref's of, face. Lots of previous from that guy. Though. I know. Yeah, <laughs> he's been doing that literally since like 15 <laughs> consistently. It's very weird because Michael Oliver seemed to sort of just. Truck it off. Well, I think, like, I think it, it was kind of like you know that scene in Father Ted where um, <laughs> they they kicked the um, the the main guy up the bum, and and he goes, why would I like why would I have kicked you up the bum? That's mental. You're like the the archdiocese or something. Yeah. I don't know. You're, you're the big boss man in in the church. <laughs> why would I have done that? And he goes. And he sort of thinks to himself, I'm going mad. Yeah, Maybe yeah, it was, just, yeah, it was yeah. such a weird and mental thing to do yeah. that you just yeah. thought, well, the number one international England goalkeeper isn't going to do that. Yeah. But he did it. He mm. bloody did it and he meant it. Yeah, I think if the, when the referee looks back at that, he'll think, oh, we could have had a tenor-side thriller there. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been sent off. Could, mm. I, I think, I mean... It I could have, sorry to cut in, but you make a great point. That 
it, if the, every red card that had been a red card had happened, it would have been madness. Yeah. It would have been such a good game. Off. You can say that. But, I mean, people say that. I mean, if you talk about the United Chelsea game last week, or the, sorry, the Chelsea United game. I mean, talking about no, oh, yeah. Manchester United Chelsea. Yeah, Old Trafford. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, you're thinking. Well, I mean. Commentators and pundits will say, well, yeah, but if you give a red card for that, you give five red cards every week. Well, good, that's the rule. Yeah. You, need to, you need to actually, <laughs> what you need to do is reassess, reassess the boundaries. Fine, you might get five red cards in one game, which would be mad, but then after that, it won't happen anymore. Yeah, exactly. And that's the point. Could the, the referee ban, could, could ban Joe Hart for that? Because he, he did, well, probably, presumably, wasn't in the referee's report. Yeah, I think, I think that's your technicality. I think, the, I think the laws are if it's in the referee's report and he's decided to take them action, they don't change it. But if right. he's not put it in his report, and they can investigate. I yeah, think that's the that's case. A, that's that's usually the case, isn't if it? If it's blatantly <laughs> obvious. Can I just say, that would be the absolute nadir of a referee not seeing something. If it, <laughs> <laughs> he'd a headbutt in his own face. You've got a jaw heart on your head. <laughs> from, from the referee in the report, well, I was, the angle I was at, I just couldn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. My goodness. It's amazing. I, I, that argument of like, well, you'd, you'd have five red cards a game, it, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, that's They're supposed to do their job. Like, <laughs> you can't get angry you can for when you're having a job, job and then having to do something within those boundaries. <laughs> well, Howard Webb got the stick, didn't he, in the World Cup final in 2010 for, mm. for giving a different out colour. But it's like, well, what, what do you want him to do? Yeah. <laughs> you never actually sent anybody off until uh, later on. Well, later on, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they say, our oh, fans don't want to see a red card. No, we don't want to see a red card. <laughs> definitely want to see five or six. <laughs> yeah. It'd be fantastic. Because uh, like, I think teams know how to deal with like, nine men. Yeah. Because I think we were talking about it last season when Chelsea were down to nine they were doing that kind of where they'd gone to gone go on forays and then come back and then yeah. they'd choose one player to go up and go Mourinho's go good stuff. at that stuff Mourinho's good at in-game oh, yeah. tactics and stuff like that we, we, we saw him obviously quite famously for, um, well, we didn't see it but we all saw it on television when Inter played Barcelona yeah and semi-final uh, Champions League the year they won it and tactically, he was spot on. Then he's very good under when he's when he's under pressure under the cost. Mm. Changing. Well, games. They, they had we the, were there watching a similar match earlier on in that season, didn't we? Yeah, because they played each other in the group as well. Yeah. yeah, and we saw that. Yeah, we did. But uh, yeah, the one Luke's. Uh, yeah, but with Walter Samuel and Lucio at the back, they were always going to play a deep line. <laughs> so uh, so there we are. Uh, what about Man City though? I mean, they, they, they won one nil, and I think you mentioned earlier Luke, when they brought um, uh, one of the strikers off Aguero, was it for Fernandina to try and shore it up? And you think, against ten men, um, uh, they're six points behind Chelsea as well. I know Chelsea have been fantastic this season. Oh, City, the, the, the force that they that they were. Well, remember they did this last season as well. Yeah. They started quite slowly and had a, um, some odd results. I think they've been better than that. I mean, this is a perfect example of it being a marathon rather than a sprint, isn't it? I think um, they're still certainly finding their best form and they do look a bit almost sluggish at times but um, Aguero has, has been absolutely fantastic Jacko has as well and I, I wouldn't um, Milner's had a good I've really enjoyed Milner so far this season he's been good uh, he's, he's an underrated player Milner I think hugely not on this show but in general um, I think the reason he took a striker off is because he, he knows that his team's been conceded silly goals and he, mm, he yeah. wanted to give himself the best chance he knew the team United were down to 10 men um, I thought United should have when they con- when they got when they conceded the goal they should have just given it ten minutes kept it real tight and then just really push for it um, which you could argue they sort of tried to do they weren't short of chances you know they they could have fucking nicked something um, obviously they didn't um, but the reason I, I again I think the reason he took up a striker off is because they've been conceding silly goals and they've been having dodgy results recently and he wanted to see it out mm. which is understandable of course it depends on your philosophy if you think oh you should carry on doing what you always do 
when you're a goal up. I mean, or you can do the old Sven Jorn Eriksson thing where you try and protect a lead and it sometimes goes to... Well, goes to in other words, he was right to do it then. Well, it worked, didn't it? It <laughs> yeah, worked. It absolutely. Worked. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work for oh. Sven, but it worked for Pellegrini. Whoa, wait, that's <laughs> who he was talking about, presumably, <laughs> eh? <laughs> um, uh, excellent stuff. Excellent stuff in the manager's derby. Ooh, let's go to the West London derby. Mm. Chelsea 2, QPR 1. Ooh, hey. The Blues are four points clear at the top. Oscar with a great finish. Yeah, oh God, Lovely. that was ludicrous. I'm glad a lot was made of that because <laughs> those ones are so bloody difficult to do. Charlie Austin's goal was a lovely one. It was. Again, yeah. Fantastic. But, but with Oscar, I mean, uh, Fabregas with another assist. Yeah. I think it's, it's him. Sickening. Is it him, Sir Goodson, and Stuart Downing with the best assist makers in the Premier League? Well, we'll Downing in a bit. Yeah. Mm. Um, Fabregas is great because um, it's, it's, it, he's got a great understanding with Deo Costa, but when Deo Costa doesn't play, or isn't on form or is injured or whatever, he can still do it for anyone, really. It's not just an understanding between two yeah. players. It's, it's just Fabregas lifting the whole team. He's showing what a class act he really is and and that he knows his way around the league. Absolutely, And yeah. he's slotted into a team largely of superstars. What obviously came from one and was previously at one, Jim. Yeah. Should we give well, he started, off, he started off at Arsenal at a very early age. <laughs> yeah, it's, true. It's, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, were, in his actually. debut he, in the, uh, the Charity Shield, he nutmegged Roy Keane. So he's never been sort of um, <laughs> uncomfortable at that level. But there's a real... <laughs> yeah, wait for Chelsea at Villa Park. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens there. See, what, see if anyone's mysteriously injured in the warm-up. Yeah. <laughs> so but, he gets a drawn stuck up their arse. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but he, as I say, a real class act. He's, he's um, once again yeah. showing himself to he, be. He seems to be able to just find a pass out of anywhere it, can, mm. it just splits defences open with just bits of the pitch you forgot about almost. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible skill yeah. but again just like like in the same way that Manchester United have uh, have come out this season and, and playing some more expansive interesting football Chelsea have done exactly the same thing and yeah. it's yeah. you know by and large down to Fabregas to a, to a certain extent yeah, so you're enjoying he's, it aren't you I'm he's enjoying watching them mm. the talents of a lot of those other players has a Mourinho team ever been this good to watch well don't you think Mourinho's a pragmatist though on that don't you think Mourinho he just he just plays to the strength of the players he's got. Maybe he don't, I don't think I don't think Mourinho is necessarily a negative coach. I mean, when he first came to, to Chelsea, he, he he obviously instilled the first time around. I mean, he instilled discipline <coughs> in them, and he and, he, and, and Marcus, you'll probably remember more about this than me. But he, sort of a player like Joe Cole, mm. he almost imbibed him with this idea that you have to work hard as well. You have to do yeah. other things too. You can't just. It was the same with Damien Duff. You can't just get the ball hit a byline or go around the player and think your job's done. There's lots of things to be doing and that's possibly why... That's what he did with Hazard. Exactly. Which is possibly why he wasn't particularly keen on keeping Matter the second time. Yeah. yeah. Because he, he shows the players that they've actually got to work really hard as well. But within that, if he's got a load of creative players, he'll, he'll play expansive stuff he, if he can. He didn't sign Eden Hazard, did he? No. Uh, no. Um, so he, yeah, of course, he was there before and he's a phenomenal player as we all know but when Mourinho turned up, it was just so interesting that he was deeply unimpressed by what yeah. was going on and was saying, oh, OK, well, f- well, fair enough, pal, but you don't know the half of it. And obviously Hazard was kind of in the team and he was out the team and was he going to even move? But now look at him and he, yeah. he makes these players even better. Well, he moulds them, doesn't he? Yeah. What he wants them to be and if they can't do that, do you know, become what he wants, then they go. Yeah. I, and but he's it, really ruthless with it. Sure. I mean, I think what you said there, Luke, is he is a pragmatist. Mm. And, uh, well, again, we know that, but... but he he does use what he has at his disposal and at Inter uh, it was a, a, an ageing side so the deep line was used and with the deep line you're always going to have to play in a certain way at Real Madrid that was the only one where he did have a team that could play expansive football however they I think he went 
to counteract Barcelona in yeah. every move. And, you know, they did win the league. So uh, Barcelona probably got just about the better of him on the whole, but he did, he did stop them w- mm. uh, winning the league one season. What's interesting as well is, obviously, he's always going to be compared to his first stint at Chelsea, but the remit is so different now. Because yeah. then, it, the remit was establish us, win us yeah, the league, w- whatever way you can. And that pragmatism, as you say... And the monkey's um, off the back with the Champions yeah, League. Was, of course, was, uh, was to just win at all costs. So he did, he, you know, he signed players like, like Jeremy, you know, who were very sort of... Was, that, was it Mourinho that brought Jeremy in or was he already there? Maybe I'm misremembering maybe, maybe that. Sort of, he brought, but, um, I think, Essien, he, he, ex- Well, exactly, Essien's was a great example. But very tough, sturdy, reliable, physical players. Yeah. And this time, I mean, obviously he's inherited some and Matic is an inspired signing and bringing him yeah. back for that. But now it's okay for him to, to have a bit more flair and experiment with that because he's, you know, he's got that solid foundation. But I think... He probably has a bit more freedom from Bramovich to uh, to experiment. I, least, I mean, last season was a great example of that. They won nothing, but it was to build for this. And yeah. people kind of get distracted because of the cult of Marino and stuff like that. He's a very, very good young manager. Yeah. <laughs> like, you forget how young he is. <laughs> well, he's like 51 now. It's not yeah, that young. Well, compared to a lot of like, the average age of a football manager, I reckon it's, well, it's, it's probably about average. Like, c- he's probably about what average. he's achieved at that age. Yeah, what he's achieved, absolutely. He's achieved a lot from, 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 from a young age, but of course he didn't have the, the playing career to... Mm. To, to put, bump him on but mm. I just think he's a perceptive manager I just think he's very good at perceiving what's going on which is probably which probably feeds into why he's so good at managing games in game mm. and how he can adapt and all that sort of and, stuff and, and also look at his the competition in the Premier League actually he, he, if he was to he's not experimenting perhaps but you know they are top. Liverpool are in, in disarray. Manchester United, of course, are in a transitional period. Arsenal are drunk Arsenal, or asleep. Arsenal or Arsenal, um, uh, and, <laughs> and Manchester City are perhaps the only one, well, are the only ones that people are saying are, are credible title contenders. So he's got a little bit more room to wiggle, if you mm. will. Um, QPR yes. fans will be delighted to see the back of some of the London rags today. Apparently. Um, Harry's looking at bringing in Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, I so, I'm wondering, Marcus, <laughs> if, you're, if you're scouting for him, you know, yeah, like just, yeah Sol, yeah. you know, <laughs> big Sven in, in the backroom staff, Defoe. Yeah. Is he the only player? Is he only. Is, is Sven Joran yeah. the only man that's not actually part of Redknapp's backroom staff? <laughs> but possibly. But uh, it makes me laugh that Sven it, answers to no man. It could be nonsense, but if it is true, then, I mean, Redknapp was going, was raving about Charlie Austin last week, saying he's not the best, one of the best players he's mm. worked with, and he's a terrific boy, and he works really hard. I think the problem is, though, like, Austin's got about like 50% of their goals this season. They need someone else to weigh in, so. <laughs> Yeah, it, can't it might play. actually make sense. I, f- I think between Zamora and um, and Austin and Vargas, they can f- they can keep him in the league. Yeah, I, I mean they're three good players as as we've ta- as we've as we've said before. But I think with the thinking of, of Defoe, if Defoe's not having a great time over there, I've no idea what sort of time he's having over there. To be perfectly honest, but he was interested in coming back in the last transfer window, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and if Redknapp thinks well. You want an experienced Premier League striker who will be probably happy to sit on the bench for a, a fair bit of the time, then it's not a bad shout, to be perfectly honest. And yeah, but you uh, just look at the wages; they don't need more people on massive, massive wages. Mm. They've got d- a fair player to think about, as yeah. Well, haven't they? Yeah, well, that's true. Or ignore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you're talking about wages at Redknapp. I mean, etc. Yeah. You know, etc. Et he, on, he only signs players that on FIFA they've got their faces modelled properly because there'll be some French <laughs> players they don't bother yeah. with, but like the main guys yeah. that have been hanging around for a while. They'll have their faces on file. I'd love that if a, if a journalist actually asked him that at a press conference. Do you only sign players because <laughs> who've got real faces on FIFA? He got I, annoyed. I, I, I don't know how to work computers. So no. <laughs> he got annoyed at a press conference last week, didn't he? Did he? Did he? he sort of stormed off. I can't remember what it was about now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like Rogers when he gets asked anything about Balotelli, just yeah. shuts up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but QBR did play well though. 
They were certainly, yeah. They yeah. Were, I mean, they, they and, and Austin's goal was a lovely one. It was a great goal. They didn't get the hiding money predicted of them because no. I think if you if you would um, to go back to the whole Mourinho first at Chelsea thing, that game first time around would have been one nil two, and that's it. Um, but this time around, you felt for QPR. You thought, well, they could get hammering here. But they actually did okay. They yeah. gave a good account of themselves. I think they're playing with a reasonable amount of confidence, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the performance against Liverpool gave them confidence. The win they had the week after that gave them confidence. Um, ever since Rio Fernand announced he was retiring at the end of the season, they went, all right, good. Oh, it's a weight off my mind. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have to listen to him going, oh, yeah, in the background. <laughs> you retire at the end of the season. Richard Dunn's keeping you at the side. <laughs> it's about time. Just go now. Yeah. Slip it on your stupid magazines. Yeah. <laughs> Dunn was great, wasn't he? No, he's okay, Dunn. I'm not at, at Chelsea. Yeah. You know he was. Mm. Um, Actually, as much as we've been talking about how good Chelsea have been, this was one of their more underwhelming performances. Well, that, well, we haven't even talked about the penalty. We should talk about that. And also Mourinho saying the crowd was shit. Yeah, that was... That was I'm interested to know what Mourinho's tactic is there. Which is G them up, isn't but, well, it? They love him so much he can get exactly, away with that. Yeah, he's one of so a few managers who can, I think. Yeah. Because Imagine if Pardew started doing that. <laughs> He fucking has. Yeah. That's the worst yeah. thing. Three wins of the bounce, Pardew starts getting really bolshy. <laughs> Doing the Hulk Hogan before he was the game. Bullshit. He's like winding his, uh, his wrist round a bit to his yeah. ear to all four... Uh, Comes hands. up, pulls his shirt off. Yeah. Can you smell what the pard is cooking? Yeah. I know that's rock, no, but still... I'm not singing it uh, again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it, Mourinho's doing... I like the... To see this because it's obviously because it's fantastic material for the show, but Mourinho is in that position at Chelsea where he's so well loved and he's, he's such a, a legend at the club. He can actually say to them, "Look, come on, guys, give us yeah, something yeah. here," and he can mm. get away with it. I also heard that John Terry, um, John Terry, are stamped on a kitten. No, he he ranked. I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. I know what you're going to say. He rang yeah. like a, a, a fan supporters member. That's or something right. Yeah, and said to them that you know, is there anything more we can do? Is there any reason why we're not getting the supporters and stuff like that? And actually, did reach out to one of the fans mm, and say, look, can we? Uh, did he yeah. reply to a tweet or something about like the, the, it's too expensive to get into the um, matches and stuff? I didn't see that, but that's possible. Chelsea yeah. is notable as how, how expensive it is. Mm, so yeah. I, I've been in there in the away uh, bit, and it was like forty-five quid or something. That's stupid yeah, amount of money. Amazing. That's actually not too bad for Premier League. Sixty-two quid for Emirates. Forty-nine. It was, yeah, it was something crazy. What's interesting about it, I remember we've made this point before about Stamford Bridge, especially against um, you know, the supposed smaller sides, and it happened again, is when um, Oscar scored that incredible goal, like one of the goals of the season, mm. maybe a contender for that by the end of it. The, the cheer was very brief, and then it was a round of applause. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> that often that's comes a, in an teams, entitlement, isn't it? That often comes in with teams when they very much but, expect to Yeah, win. they win a lot. Mm. But still, it's, it's indicative yeah. of, of people turning up going, entertain me, yeah. rather Before than we move getting on, behind the team. Was it a penalty, Jim? Uh, yeah, I think so. But Luke? Yeah. All uh, right. Okay, we'll, we'll agree there. <laughs> uh, apart from me, the referee gets you, the you punch. You don't think it was a penalty? Uh, I just want to be contrary. No, what do you think about it? I, I, <clears throat> one of those ones where I've seen... Give rubbing his knees and dribbling at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about contentious penalties. Um, I, the, I, I know Chelsea fans will probably get pissed off at me saying this, but... I, I just... I'm not going to shout at you. was listening to the game. Yeah, I was listening to the game and I thought, it's, it's one all... QPR might get something out of the game. Chelsea really, really need something. Oh, they get given a contentious penalty. Oh, Marcus, no. that's very cynical. But, no, I think uh, it was a penalty. Okay, no, I'm only joking. It was a penalty, yeah. You'll be up on the FA disciplinary board for that comment. Disciplinary board, my what's it? Now, uh, Spurs beat Aston Villa 2-1. Harry Kane, the favourite of the Spurs faithful at the Yeah, moment. they really like mm. him. They do indeed, and so they should. Um, he's got 7-7, seven seven, I think, uh, as old Harry Kane for Spurs. Does one get chalked off because of that hilarious... Um 
mistake from when he was in goal. I hope so. <laughs> he still hasn't started a league game for Spurs this season. They were all calling for it, weren't they? The yeah. Spurs fans really I, I, wanted him on. Sky went on about that deflector free kick like it was the greatest free kick ever. Mm. They, kept, they just kept talking about it. How I great it was. It's like, it was, they, were, they, were, they were sort of making out like he had purposely pinged it off the guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Maybe he had. I don't think he did. <laughs> but I, I think. Well, the guy jumped, so it'd be an amazing foresight. <laughs> yeah, and not the real sort of foresight in terms of trigonometry that I think Harry Kane's capable of. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's great that, that, that um, Kane's doing so well. He's obviously a homegrown player, to, and the Spurs fans clearly love to see that, and understandably so. Um, but they were poor against Aston Villa. And, and in fact, it was a game of two, between two really poor sides. Mm-hmm. And I think Spurs have dodged a bullet a bit there. I really do, because that's Villa's. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. First goal in like in six games. Well, they are going to struggle so and badly and, 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 this yeah, and it was they don't the, sort this out. Well, they was a sending off there. Well, that's that's what got them out. Listen, for me, that that wasn't a sending off anyway. For me, Clive, um, and <laughs> and that's really helped Spurs out there because Penteke, although he's not been in amazing form, he's had his injury problems and stuff. He's a, he's a focal point for that, that attack, and that output was then taken away from Villa. And it, and because they're in such fragile confidence, not scoring goals, that really played into Spurs' hands. And I thought Spurs was second best until that point mm. overall. 
Um, and they were very lucky Spurs to get Brad Friedel pretty much admitted that on Match of the Day too he said we needed a little something mm. and winding up Benteke seemed to do it and he got sent off because he raised his hands Luke which means yeah. nothing absolutely but, but, but everyone in football seems to think raising your hands is worse than a two footer to the back of the head but Brad, Brad Friedel's right by the way I mean sometimes it does take that for a team to have a lucky break in terms of a decision it happens to every team you get a decision here or there every, any football fan who's ever watched their team play knows Sometimes you get a decision you don't deserve, and mm. if you're honest with yourself, you know that. Um, and that's helped Spurs out there, and it could mean they kick on. But I still think they don't really know what type of team they are. I don't, I don't, it's difficult for them, because they, they go through this cycle of having um, Thursday night Europa League games, where they are clearly better than all the teams they play against, because mm. they're in the group station at the moment, that's just the way it is. They have these cup games, like a Capital One Cup, where they do okay. Then they seem to they seem to play against uh, a decent Premier League team, like mm. as in like a top three or four team, they'll, pro- they'll get beat. Um, Liverpool game aside and then with the other games they'll play like poor teams at home it's just a complete lottery whether they're going to win or not they got beat by West Brom at mm. home showed nothing they got beat by Newcastle at home absolutely nothing we're very lucky to get out of that, um, get out of that game against Villa with a win mm. if they hadn't have won that Villa would have gone above them in the table and they'd be right down there in real trouble and mm. that would be another test yeah. of what Daniel Levy's going to do they've because... been booed at home as well which is early early on for that mm. yeah absolutely E. Yeah. <laughs> e by gum. What about Newcastle, eh? Mm. Aye. They started the match. Newcastle. Got a lot of tweets. 11 Ma- little messiahs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I would say is that I can give credit where credit's due, but I can also want Pardew out of the club. It, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Pardew mm. back from the dead. Red one banner. Uh, I really don't tit. like this sort of we can banner culture that seems to have. It's, it's always like, busy, right, but the camera's yeah, no, just focused on it. It seems to be it. particularly around Pardew and, and his tenure. I think, I, think, right, Pete, but I think you need to get a grip of yourself. <laughs> And I put your clothes back on as well. I think, I think Get real. I think it's just like Twitter, though, isn't it? It's just like, you know, it's 20, 240, uh, 240 characters or whatever. 140, 140 40, sorry. Yeah. I do twit longer. That's why yours never make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I just do the, the setup lines. But speaking of poor size, I mean, Liverpool are a poor size at the moment. They're, again, it's another team who don't know what they, what they mm. are. Mm. They don't know what team they want to be. He's brought all these players in, which I agree with Jamie Carragher's unsettled the squad because Carragher made this point where he said, all those players who sat in that dressing room and got the team to within a whisk of the title last season, second, their highest finish for ages since they came second under Benitez, I believe. Mm. They were in the, I think they were top of the league in the middle of May. You know, so, and then all of a sudden, Rogers, who I think is a bit of an egotist, brings all these players in. So, Ryan Strick for the team. He's, it doesn't really seem like he's bought mm. with any sort of clarity. Spurs last season all over again. And yeah, and all these players are thinking, well, what have we, what, what have we done this? Mm. You know, what? And, and the players yeah. he's brought in don't suit the, the style they play, they're not believable quick enough. They shouldn't be losing to Newcastle. Greatest respect to Newcastle. Like, like, I mean, they're playing Real- always disrespect to Newcastle. Either way, it's <laughs> Do true. You want? They're, they're playing Real Madrid tonight. And God knows what's going to happen there. Mm. I hope Newcastle land. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the beginning of the, the season, it seemed like some of those players had, had bedded in quite well. I remember us praising them for, for winning the game against Spurs with three defenders who were pretty much new. But I don't know whether that was just a, sort of the initial rush of new circumstances, but they, all of them seem to have fallen away and, and underperformed. Well, I think Spurs have shown themselves to be a, a fairly poor, at best, inconsistent Maybe so, team. yeah, maybe that was a sort of bit of a false um, Because they beat West Ham before that, didn't they? And that, West Ham were, were, weren't in great shape at that point. But um, with, with Spurs, I mean, take it, you can look at Spurs and Liverpool, they're quite similar in a number of ways. If you look at Spurs, you think of the players they've got, they're either not motivated or they're not, it's not really good enough. And or they're not consistent enough. So you've got someone like Lamella and Ericsson who have got ability, and Ericsson's mm. shown a bit more than Lamella. 
but they're not consistent. Now, Danny Rose, for example, is not good enough. Jan no. Tonga doesn't want to be there. Jonas Cabal's best years are behind him. He's had injury problems. Mm. Um, so there's little pockets all over. But Ryan Mason looks like a good young midfield player, but he's so inexperienced. Um, Adebayor, motivational problems. So are they not settled in? All over the place, mm. all over the pitch, they've got problems. Mm. And it's the same with Liverpool. Steven Gerrard's a problem. I don't know what to do with him. It would be unfair to blame him exclusively for the problems Liverpool have had, but could they... Perhaps be better with a greater midfield player alongside Henderson. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of um, a lot of controversy about Gerard potentially being rested for the game against Real Madrid tonight, to the point where it sparked rumours of maybe he'll be elsewhere next season. But at his age, they they need to rest him. Surely, I mean, is there a talisman problem there? Is look, he is he just unrestable? He's so ingrained with the club. It's a problem because he's so talismanic. If you look at Liverpool's record in the Champions League with and without Gerard, it's very similar. There's hardly anything in it at all. And Gerard's been what captain that club since 2003. I don't or think something. Gerard's the, the, the no, the I, I, no, 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 no,
classic. It was a keystone defending one. Pantalimon was like uh, when Willem Dafoe <laughs> dies in Platoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so emotional, yeah, so dramatic. Just, oh, God, almost bit the post to yeah. the point where you expected <laughs> it to fall down. He's like, this didn't happen in Man City. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Still, I'm doing better than Vito. I've never played. this isn't my <laughs> fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had an accent off, often so trusty for Palace. Him and Joe Denley with those beards in the middle of the park. Mm. I thought, well, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, when I saw them two line up looking like that in the middle of the park, I backed to the Crystal Palace win. I bet <laughs> on Crystal Palace. <laughs> They've let me down there. It's a fabulous <laughs> win for Sunderland. Really good. I really handy. Like they, need, they needed to win. A Fletcher brace. Soon. Yeah. Scores when he wants, apparently. That's right. He just doesn't want it very often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, he, if he stays fit and, and uh, match fit, he's, he's a great player for He's, a good player, he's yeah. important for them. And I think Sunderland deserve credit for, for, for getting an away win after so soon after a terrible, Absolutely. terrible hammering. Um, but it shows that they, you know, that's going to be a real confidence builder for them. And Puyo really enjoyed it. And fair play to him, you know, it's important. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we, we said we'd mention Stuart Downing uh, a little while ago. Well, we're going to mention him now because uh, he got West Ham a draw at Stoke. Yeah. My goodness, is 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 this? England form, Jim. Well, we shall see, won't we? But he's certainly probably not um, because he seems to be doing well just behind the front men and that it, role. Yeah, yeah, that's, we're all right there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair to say. Well, it was interesting because there was a point earlier in the match where Downing made a run all on his left foot, and it seemed to, to yeah. let him down his one footedness then, and then he bangs that one in with his right. With, like, well, like, he, the cross was with course, his right, yeah, and yeah. the goal was with his right as well. I think he's in the form of his life, and I, th- I think <clears throat> I don't want to be unfair to him because I want to damn him with. We'd look a bit of a shit sandwich, but I think the reason he's doing so well at West Ham is because he's not got a spot on him all the time. Yeah, and I don't know whether, and he's not got that price tag on him, which hampered him at Liverpool as well. And I don't know whether an England call up would be the best thing for him in terms of performance because he's not going to be played in this position consistently. Mm. The reason, part of the reason he's doing well at West Ham is because he's got good players around him and he's being able to play consistently in that position. He's staying mm. fit. We know what happens when it comes to England. Players don't get a run in the team, do they? And it's mm. going to be difficult for him to adapt. They quite often don't even get their position. But, but also, no, exactly. he was but he was given too much too early with England. That yeah. was this was the trouble. Well, but th- this was the time when he was very young, and we didn't seem to have a, a registered professional footballer <laughs> from England with who was left-footed <laughs> anywhere yeah. on the island. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, he just sort of had to be thrust into that, didn't he? Which seemed to be the thinking behind it. And yeah, I think you're right. That put so much pressure on him and it made him grow in the spotlight, which and, was difficult. For him. And it was a bit like uh, what Luke said about Balotelli, and perhaps what people said about Fellaini last year. When people already make up their minds that they don't like a player, it does it. He that player has to do so much to try and turn that around. And I think that was what happened with Downing in an England show. I don't think he was that bad. For no, England. it's a curious situation though because he's playing much better now than he was when he was playing for England. Because mm. when he was playing for England, when he was at Liverpool, I mean, this might be a bit of big club sort of bias type. But it was more Middlesbrough, I think. Well, no, but didn't he go through a period of not getting an assist or a goal for Liverpool? Yeah, but he also ages. but he also had like the highest chance creation rate in the league. So weren't converting yeah it was, okay, it was right. really <laughs> weird yeah. maybe that was a, the thing that the Liverpool players were doing to stitch him up mm. <laughs> if Lee, yeah, saw yeah. Downing he's about to bullet in the co- oh it's yeah. Downing oh yeah. Yeah. every time, he, it, every time he walks into training <laughs> what a waste of money <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think realistically if we're going to be, be serious about Downing in England realistically he's playing really well in that position he's never going to get a chance to play in that position yeah. for England he, and even if he does he's not going to get a run he'll get 20 minutes at the end of a game it's not going to work but what a 20 minutes it could be so, you know, he's, had a, he's had a chance at England it's not worked out for him it's mm. unfortunate for him and I feel for him but he's doing well now there's no way he's going to get called up to England if he does he won't play consistently and even if then he does he won't play well there you go shall we go abroad yeah let's go to La Liga uh, Barcelona 0 Celta Viga 
Vigo, sorry, won a beautiful robbery. What? Was yeah. it, it exactly how much? Because I only saw highlights. Was how much of a robbery was it? Was it just a big a, one? Yeah, I thought it might. It be. was the last time Barca failed to score at home in the league was just over three years ago. Have they lost two in a row? They've lost two in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both the games that Suarez has played in. Ooh, so two know. weeks. Two weeks ago, Barcelona were top of the league and not conceded a single goal, and yeah. now they're joint fourth. Now their season is over. Yeah, they're fourth, <laughs> and they've conceded how many goals? <laughs> well, yeah. I think they've conceded four goals well, in okay. total. Okay, it's not yeah. as bad. Um, it's not that bad, really. We go back to England very, very briefly. It's not as bad as Nottingham Forest, who were top a little while ago, and uh, now they're tenth. Yeah, I said out by March. <laughs> I didn't say in March, and I fully reserve the right to adjust my opinion if, Steve, if Stuart Pearce is being even more shit than you. What, 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 what if he's <laughs> sacked but then brought back in before March? Hey, well, as soon as he's sacked, yeah. I, my my prediction's won. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'll then make another prediction if I want. Okay, can, 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 I, can I suggest at Watford by March? Yeah, 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 yeah or yeah, Leeds. Right. Yeah. yeah, and Watford so, will so Lee, Lee Clark got picked up by Blackpool very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. they not see Birmingham's win ratio? Blackpool. The, yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, has yeah, he not seen what's going on at Blackpool? That is true, You're yeah. talking about a bunch of football club owners who couldn't be less interested in the football club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get, get him in. Can, yeah, can he get here? Can he get here himself? <laughs> yeah, get him in. Do we have to pay for a taxi? No, he's got his own car. Good, right. Good. <laughs> get him in, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, Reese. <laughs> anyway, back, 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 to, uh, back to La Liga. My favourite moment of that match was the fantastic goal line clearance from Johnny to deny Messi. It's a good name. It's a great mm. name. Mm. People, uh, I know some Johnnies myself. We're sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alvarez was magnificent in uh, in the Celta Vigo goal. Um, well, he's going to need to be at the new camp to get a one nil win. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I know that goes. It's not going to be a quiet after at the office, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but what a win uh, for Celta. Uh, Real Madrid, Valencia, and Atleti all won. Uh, Chris oh, Hamas Rodriguez scored an absolutely belted volley from Didn't a, a like mid air flick from yeah. Karim Benzema. It was, like, it was like there wasn't even a window of enough time for him to strike the ball, but he just did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. He's been really good for them actually we've not mentioned him um, so much but he's, he's hit the ground running mm. and he's part of the reason they're just ticking so well yeah Cristiano Ronaldo broke another record by scoring 17 goals in his team's first 10 league games that record was set <laughs> in 1935 ridiculous. but I think they just but make... we've been saying this for years yeah. like, like, he and Messi seem to break one every week well but he's he... about to break uh, Raul's Champions League record isn't he yeah. he's mm. one goal behind I think speaking of Raul he's yeah. joined the New York Cosmos on yeah. a multi-year contract. Very nice. Yeah. Multi-year. Yeah. Multi-year. multi-year. Yeah. That's great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> He's earned that. He's yeah. the sort of player that should be at New York Cosmos. You see, kids, if you put the hard work in and you win Champions Leagues you and want. you win the Leaguers, yeah. it, it comes home to roost, doesn't it? <laughs> it uh, you know, you get your multi-year contract. So where is he, where is he at the moment? Is he in the, the Middle East? I don't know where is because he? he's not a Schalke anymore, is he? But is he not? I mean, he, he had a couple of great years finished? there as well. Has he finished? I don't think he's coming out of retirement for it. I think he's still playing somewhere. Yeah, but uh, he's going to have a lovely time there. And of course, he can hang out with David Villa. Yeah, although they're probably not mates. Didn't David Villa replace him in the Spanish <laughs> Yeah, side? and then broke his record so yeah. in much fewer games. So I'd imagine Ooh. probably not. Is New York bigger? Big enough for the both of them, Pete? I'll tell you what, see, um, our Thierry Reeves uh, performance over the weekend, he I, was... I heard he scored a lovely one. Curious. Yeah. So just he, his passing was incredible. Um, I had a dream recently that uh, he and I were friends. Oh. So. Um, what, what a dream it would be. That, did, he... that did not need to go on the podcast, Jim. No. <laughs> Sorry if I've disturbed anyone. <laughs> He's in New York as well. Who? Yeah. Thierry oh, Henry. Both for Red Bulls, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. You've got Red Bulls, Cosmos, and, and soon to be New York City FC. Mm. And they've got three of the, the best strikers from, I was going to say yesteryear, but ooh, maybe not. Yes, we all, got, Cosmo, we all yeah. got Cosmos shirts once, didn't we? we did, yes, we did. Great news. Still occasionally wear Beautiful, mine. beautiful shirt. Not news anymore, mate. No. Uh, why, is it on, why is it on Rambo, eh? But what might be news soon, it, it reports suggesting David Moyes, the Moyes sire, is being lined up by Real Sociedad. Mm. 
That would be a good appointment for him because they are mm. absolutely shit. Would it be a good appointment for them? The new Chris Coleman. Which, oh, yeah. Um, I imagine he's Chris gutted Coleman. by given how things have gone down in or his Or John Tossack was there. Yeah, but yeah. Chris Coleman famously... Uh, <laughs> no, this is brilliant. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> Late for training because the excuse was his washing machine was broken. Later spotted uh, photos of him up on the, massively out on the piss the night before. Yeah, yeah but at a, at a student yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah, a yeah, university yeah. student <laughs> union. Yeah, put that in the... Uh... I'm not saying the two things are mutually exclusive. The washing machine may indeed have broken. Yeah, but, but I imagine <laughs> he probably broke it himself. Yeah, because if he anything, he tried to drink with a girl it. way yeah. too young yeah. for him that isn't his wife. Yeah. Oh dear. Wow. Allegedly, by me just then. And that was a, a legal age, I think. Oh dear. Moving on. Uh, Bundesliga. <laughs> uh, Bayern 2, Dortmund 1. Dortmund down in 17th with 7 points yeah. from 10 games yeah. so far. And they still absolutely embarrassed Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> They're joint. Borussia Dortmund are joint bottom of the Bundesliga, you know? That, it's man. incredible, isn't it? <laughs> Are they, are they a point above the, the bottom side? Or are they they're joint bottom. They've bottom. lost seven out of ten games. Either or. Either yeah. or. Yeah, if you're a Dortmund fan, you've got to, nah, we're a point above them. They went a goal up against, uh, against they their They did. Bottom, they, played right. they, they played, played really all right. They did. It was just, a great game. They just looked a bit knackered at the end. Yeah. Like Because you've got Bayern bringing the calibre of players they yeah. bring off the yeah. bench. It's just like, oh, piss off. Absolutely. Yeah. And also... We well, used to have them. Subotic was at fault for both goals, really. And I think... Do you think playing against Lewandowski and Gertz it must just must be awful. Destroyed, yeah, yeah. It, especially there's all these rumours now they're going to go after Marco Royce. Hmm. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure, but it'd be like Arsenal playing Manchester City. But it's not on. really, is it? Because they're the two big teams, and if there were only two big well, teams okay. in, in the Premier League, and, and the best one kept sort of cherry picking the other one's players, it would make it so uncompetitive. Mm. To the point where there's a lot of talk in the Bundesliga about like a, a Bayern like ruining it. The sort the sort of game they had Dortmund at one point I'm pretty sure I saw Roman Weidenfeller boot the ball off the back of his one of his defenders head and it almost went in <laughs> against, against Bayern Munich it's the last thing you know yeah. it's the last thing you need oh, yeah. I wonder at what point all the football trendies are going to start stop loving Jurgen Klopp yeah, yeah. You, re- you realise we are very much the fulcrum of that movement. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I've got a cardigan on. <laughs> you have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, over your Justin Bieber t-shirt. Mm. That's not a lie, sadly. Uh, in a recent German Cup game between Hamburg and Bayern, uh, we saw a Hamburg fan run onto the pitch and hit Frank Ribery with his scarf yeah. and gave him not one but two middle fingers. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, how about that, eh? Rude. I did like Lewis Holtby's uh, reaction to this. He's on loan at Hamburg. Now, Lewis Holtby... Um, is obviously of English and German heritage, mm. but he has said he's German. Is that right? Yeah. Well, he plays for Germany, so it, I presume so. Yeah. So, uh, but this quote would suggest that he's more English than German. When when commenting on the incident, he said, "This is not on at all." <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> this just isn't cricket. Yeah. yeah, that's it. This literally isn't cricket. Um, it might appear to be member of the serving classes. <laughs> <laughs> Remove that man immediately. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, now we're off to Berlin this weekend. We are. Um, so we're going to go and see Auntie Hertha. Uh, Hertha. They they lost three one to Paderborn. They were shit. Three one. Well, What's the matter, Luke? You Nothing. Yeah. Um, uh, Hello. Whenever we talk about ourselves on the podcast, <laughs> Luke, it's very indulgent, isn't it? <laughs> Have you heard the fraff we come out with usually? I am. I'm the only one who's allowed to be indulgent. Mm, That's no. Right. Um, at. Lukey Moore. Mm. <laughs> um, the team we're off to see this yeah, they lost 3 1 um, to the mighty Paderborn. Solomon Kalou scored a delicious diving header, though. Mm. So, more of that next week, please. Hopefully. Or oh, this week. Aye. Yeah, so we'll let you know how we get on there. Uh, we've got a Bulgaria update. 
Alevsky Sofia update. After the snowball incident of the last week. Oh, classic. Yeah. Um, they've been fined around £9,000 and need to play their next match behind closed doors for the fans that were trying to pitch in vain. However, the club haven't received any punishment for the snowball thrown at uh, CSK Sofia coach, which hit him on the head and, according to the coach, Mladenov uh, knocked him unconscious. The, the reason why they're not facing any uh, fines or sanctions for that is because Mladenov didn't provide a medical document. Uh, to prove that uh, he had suffered injury. He said he had a document and was going to hand it over, but then refused to hand it over, saying to the authorities, no, 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 I'm a man of honour. No, 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 let's just... That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. If anything, it implies the opposite. (laughs) But you could pretend that you were knocked out, couldn't you? I mean, is there any... Mladlov, are you saying you cheated medical science? (laughs) Or what's worse? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, uh, more ridiculous uh, shenanigans in the world of football. Israel, the Tel Aviv derby ended and in that shame. That was horrible. Yeah, that, that was actually... Uh, that's not shenanigans, is it? It was a real mess. Um, uh, yeah, the, the match was abandoned at half-time after a fan uh, had run on the pitch and tried to fight Maccabi player Aaron Zahavi. Um, he had the ball... It, what, what I did actually quite like about it is um, uh, Zahavi had the ball at his feet and the bare-chested man ran onto the pitch and booted the ball away like played the ball mm. so he'd always got a football first there. yeah, yeah. Um, and then, balls there to be won yeah <laughs> just the, showing him the two sort of started slapping and kicking each other and then they were the, he was taken away yeah. but uh, he, he kicked him in the chest with his studs on it was quite uh, true and the ref- then I believe fell over the referee mm. sent him off which sparked a riot mm. pretty did, much he did kick a fan regardless of whether that fan <laughs> started it it's violent conduct yeah mm. no, I'm not, I, yeah. it shouldn't have happened Happen- what, what, what should have happened is the security's it took a while to get over like, there. Like, literally, like, 10 to 15 actual seconds. And it was right by the touchline as well. Yeah. But you've got to think to yourself, though, that if, if you're confronted by a fan running onto the pitch who then starts attacking you, is it? I know he's kicking kicking him in the chest is not very nice. But I suppose you, you just got to try and restrain the guy yeah. or something. Yeah, there's nothing more you can do than yeah. that, really. Happerwell mm. manager... Uh, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to think that... Actually, with a bit of common sense, which, as we know, isn't that common these days, mm. um, maybe he gets a red card, he has to take his punishment on that on that sort of day, but then maybe they rescind it and say, OK, fine, mm. we haven't got as fast a ban or the suspension or yeah, stuff. Maybe, because yeah. it's, it's about common sense, really. It's and also, possible. there's an element of self-defence there, too. Yeah, because the, the fan tries to have a kick at him as well. Yeah. It's almost like they kick each other at the same time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, I mean, it didn't Cancels end there, it did it? <laughs> yeah. no, well, that, as I say, the, 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 he was sent off and then a flipping riot started after. And but that's, of- that's the point, isn't it? See, the referees, the, the laws are, the referee has to send a player off on conduct, blah blah but in reality that's arguably the worst thing you can do because the players the fans of the club who's had the players off think well it's not our fault yeah, well, yeah. We, there shouldn't be players on the fans on the pitch it's, mm. it's silly it's, yeah. like, it's not it's not it's one of those things not really anything you can former do. pompey man Happywell manager oh, yeah. Berkovic, now i'm listening he said this was not a game of football it was war mm. you don't need that kind of language <laughs> no very, very emotive and, and unwelcome language. Ile Berkovich um, knows all too well what can happen in, with violence on the uh, on the pitch because mm. he was once kicked in the face by, the... by BBC Golden Boy John Hart. <laughs> that was on the training, on the training pitch, correct? Yeah. 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 It's sickening, isn't it? Even the memory of that. He, also, he just he he took his head like it was a free kick. It's horrible. Yeah, and, and also to make it worse, you remember a uh, friend of the ramble, Bob DeMello, once said he saw John Hartson's calves. Mm. And they were so big and therefore powerful uh, that they actually made him feel a bit sick. Mm. It was like having a, a massive leg of ham shoved in his car. Bob's quite a fey man, though. That's true. He's, he's a small no offense. Guy. With, like, no. Nothing wrong yeah. with being fey. But I take him on his. But when it comes to assessing a man at a professional athlete's calves, I take him on face value. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would as well. Yeah. I would as well. Do we have time to go to Indonesia? 
Yeah, go on. I think we do. It seems like that's probably a good idea. Well, yeah, two mm. teams in the Indonesia Super League Premier Division. Uh, PSS Slemon and PSIS Semarang are facing the prospect of being punished by relegation after PSS beat them 3-2. That would determine uh, who would play whom in the playoffs. All five goals came in the last four minutes and were all own goals. <laughs> right. Suspicious. <laughs> um, it would appear that neither side wanted to face Borneo FC in the semi-final playoff, as that team has local mafia connections, allegedly. Uh, the PSS manager denied everything, saying, we never planned to make those own goals. Have you seen the footage of the own goals? <laughs> but didn't they say, they, they was... don't pretend they're real own goals <laughs> the player, by any stretch no, of the imagination. And the player who does the quote said that, and then he yeah. sort of went... I was just so confused. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what have I said? Oh, this is making it worse. He said, but also then blamed the fans. Yeah, I know. Yes. Of which there were hardly any there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I he... saw an orangutan. That's Borneo. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we couldn't think clearly in the match, um, said one of the chaps who scored, who scored the O-Goals. So, uh, my goodness, Indonesia. Problems, eh? Problems. Need so to what's going to happen top. then? If they get relegated, they might be the other two teams below them and get pushed up into the playoffs. No idea. Heady days. Indeed <sighs> it is. Now it's time for Pete's Mystery Voice Game. It is time for Pete's Mystery Voice Game. Uh, if you can figure out who my vi- mystery voice is and get involved at voice at footballramble.com, you could be uh, winning the adulation of the Ramble and you can be friend of the Ramble for the week. A prize that money can't buy. Exactly. Actually, well, we could open negotiations. <laughs> yeah, we can certainly do yeah. that. That's John at the football <laughs> right. Ramble. John at the football <laughs> uh, Last week, was this? Yeah, I'm 47 years old. I have as an active player played in Helsingborg, IFK Göteborg. I thought it was a tough one. Turns out it isn't if you are from Sweden or Norway or Finland or are in any way interested in Swedish fin- Finnish or... Uh... This is a fortnight ago. This is a fortnight yeah. ago, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I we're making you do so it again. Making yeah. me do it again. Right, so... Uh... <laughs> A couple, couple of people went for Carlton Palmer. Not really sure where that one came from, to be quite frank. This is really good. This is a really good feature to work out where, if we have actually got listeners in those countries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we and, should really be doing a live ramble in either Sweden or uh, Finland yeah. or Norway, do Norway, Norway. Denmark, maybe, maybe. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Iceland, perhaps. Not Oslo's a lovely place. Let's do it there. Is it All fair right. to say when you're doing the mystery voice next time, don't choose one of the national treasures of a particular country? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think I think that's, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what that's I've a learned there. Learned. Yeah. Do one of the Indonesian guys. Yeah. <laughs> Are we ready? Yep. Let's drop ourselves in. Matthew Tor, Robin Wills. Robin Mills. That's not good. To- <laughs> oh, bad start. One. <laughs> Axel Eklund, Alexander Svenning, Andres Magnusson, Jonas Helgeson, Mori. Uh, sorry, Ryosuke Morioka uh, from Tokyo. Josiah Madigan, Max Eriksson, Daniel Venberg, Jacob Stein Stenkvist, uh, Robert <laughs> Schulter, uh, Thomas, just Thomas, uh, <laughs> Henrik, Henrik Nielsen, Pontus Leo, Edwin Gippertz, uh, Johannes Fredriksson, Ray Rowland, J- Bjorn Jonsson, let's uh, get the next page, uh, Andrew Jonsson, Per Olsen, Ola Hesselgren, Johan Nystrom, Michael Erlandson, James Down, Robert Hibbard, Jonathan Higgins, Scott Rudgley, <laughs> Philip Johnson, Stefano Oregano. Oh, yes. Made up. Sure. Alex. <laughs> Stefano <Alex>. Oregano. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great name. Uh, Alex Elg, James Searle, Albin Johansson, Stefan Hupfer, uh, Alan Cresswell, Henrik Salstein, David Lindbergh, Christian Wildebrandt Bong, uh, Valid. 
Is this a Swedish national anthem, by the way? Uh, it's uh, Swedish Rhapsody. Nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, Alexander Astrom. I've got to pay royalties on that. Paul Sorry. Sanderson, <laughs> David Ellis, <laughs> Anders Underbacker. It's worth it. Sebastian Larsson. Oh. oh. Nikolai You can't uh, enter if you're a friend of the player in question. <laughs> <laughs> Nikolai Steenmuller, Thomas Emerson, Jens, uh, Eric Rothaklete, uh, <laughs> Martin John, Jay Glasson, 88. Jonas, La- uh, Jonas Larsson, I do believe that is. Uh, oh, God, no idea. Oh, Stefan... Algren Stikat Fran Min iPhone. I did that, yeah. It's that sent from iPhone, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Nico Halfast, Chris Reid, Kalle Eriksson, Ole Nielsen, Philip Rash, Joss Dulberg, Daniel Jacobson Hassan, Johan Bjork. One final page, people. Please stay with us. If, all those Jesus. people who haven't still pressed that 15 second button on the iPhone. <laughs> You've got a canny few more presses to go, <laughs> yeah, let me yeah. tell you. It's, it's the people who've just walked into a room in which this podcast is playing, <laughs> that I feel for. Peter Andreessen, Anthony Harvey, Paul McAllister, Philip Christofferson, Al, uh, Oscar Torner, Emil Johansson, Tony Lagavados, <laughs> Marcus Anderson, SB Lelegren, uh, Alexandra Makdossi, uh, Frederick Goranson, Felix von Seidau, or Seidau, uh, Christopher Ramsey. Anders Soderlund, Runa Strand Thorbjörnsen, uh, pa- Patrick Finch, Adam Svensson, Max Dreihager, or Dreihage maybe, uh, Ricard Reitha, Marcus Jonagard, and Anders Benahal. We'll be back you... next week with more of Pete Donaldson lists all of the Scandinavian names. You guys <laughs> took one hell of a beating. Thank you for getting involved, everyone. I look, I look forward to next week when someone asks me, what sort of stuff you do on your show? Just read out Just names. Just read out names. A lot, yeah. lot of shouts for Henrik Larsson, but it wasn't him. Zlatan we had. We no, had um, Ida Gajonsson. Kenny Pavey came in as well, which is very interesting. No women entered, did they? No, I don't think so. Might have done in all those crazy, wacky names. I like the idea of Stefano Oregano just sending a fake name in because he doesn't want to be associated with this nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Only he'll know that he got it right. He won't have to get any sort of ignominy from his friends. No, I might copy his... uh, We can turn the music off now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Who was it? Uh, Sorry? You didn't tell everyone who the name was. Oh, it's Roland Nielsen. Roland Nielsen. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a player with over a hundred international caps. Yeah. yeah. All with, right. With well, the did you get it right? No. Did, Jim? Did you get it I right? Get no. It right, no. Marcus didn't get I it right. I emailed yeah. in with my email address. Stefano. Stefano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I met a, a man in Kiev uh, when we because we went so over there Pete. before everything went remember. to shit. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Um, um, and uh, he was a Swedish fan and had a Sheffield Wednesday tattoo because he was a big fan of Roland Nielsen. Yeah. There you go. Also, wasn't that when and a man ripped a urinal off the wall. It was a sink. Um, yeah, no. Um, it was a sink, of course. Yeah, I, I was trying to take photos of Swedish fans. There was a lot of them around. In the uh, toilet? Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> in the girls' toilet. Um, and I was in the toilet, and uh, yeah, no, he no, said, no. Oh, take a photo of me, and pulled the sink off the wall. And I felt like, why well, he's gone to the effort. It's what, we've done. Yeah. it's what we do. <laughs> I bet did you say, can you put that back on, <laughs> and then do it again, so I get the But right. it properly came off, with oh, all the cement and everything, yeah. So. Oh, dear. My goodness. I was just careful not to touch it for fingerprint reasons. <laughs> and now it's time for your highlights of the week. He hasn't done his voice for this week. Oh, yeah, this is... Uh, this week's voice. Oh, I, I thought we'd been that off. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Obrigado. Prazer estar participando novamente. É, não é comum, né? É, times é, considerados pequenos participarem de, 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 de finais de campeonato. If you want it again, here it is again. Obrigado. Prazer estar participando novamente. É, não é comum, né? É, times é, considerados pequenos participarem de, 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 de finais de campeonato. Hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> right, now yeah. it's time for the highlights of the football. Good <laughs> look more. Hello. 
Uh, I won't be really lifting that many names out. Come on, um, get with it. I might have to cut my section because of that. Highlights <laughs> um, of the week. People just email in, tweet in, Facebook in, and say what they think's been the, the footballing highlight of their week. And there's been a lot of entries for this particular one. Um, the first one I saw, so it's only fair, I'm not going to read everyone's name out, is mm. Johnny Whitby on Twitter. He said, My highlight of the week is Jonas Gutierrez getting the all clear from cancer. Yes, yes. out of hospital. Um, did he get the all clear or he just left hospital? Apparently he's been given the all clear, according to, okay. to many reports. Um, hashtag Geordie Spider-Man. So well done to Jonas, and we obviously wish him all the best. Great news. Um, Danny H321 on Twitter. The possibility of Gerard perhaps moving to Man City next season. Mm. If they can keep Lampard, hashtag can they play together. Now you're talking. Yeah, come on. <laughs> now you are talking. Mm. Um, this is from Ross Hilton. Now, a few people sent, sent, this, sent this in. I'm not sure if it's true, but I'm going to choose to believe it is. Aston Villa had to cancel their goal of the month competition as they didn't score a single one in October. We've literally got no option. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> can't shoot anyone. I, I think the only thing that would have been better than that was just one goal yeah, in yeah, a yeah, really yeah, shit yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Like an own goal. goal yeah. 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 Or like just some clips yeah. from training. Yeah. 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 yeah, this is a really good one. <laughs> Why are the other team wearing bibs? Shout out. Was that Dwight York? Here's one from Friend of the Ramble, Kurt Baker. Ah, Long time listener. Our American brother. Yeah. Kurt Baker. Mm. He says, uh, oh, my highlight was Chris Smalling's final appearance for Manchester United. <laughs> 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 um, and I'll do one more before I go to this last one because the last one's quite a big one uh, Kev McGiven on Twitter says my favourite highlight of this and any other week are the ones on Phil Neville's head yeah yeah. Mm. it is late 30s now still pushing on with those highlights right this is a great story from Daniel Greenfield I've actually got a couple more I'll just do this one really quickly he says um uh, I went to go and watch my cousin play football for his village team. Now, what you've got to consider is that the manager of his team is very old school, and by old school, I do mean ignorant. Mm. <laughs> anyway, midway through the first half, my cousin was tackled heavily and went down clutching his uh, shin in agony, writhing around, slapping the ground in pain. Uh, the manager... Uh, slash coach slash trainer slash physio okay bucket and sponge man ran on and with the assistance of the club captain picked my cousin up off the floor held him upright um, as he leant on their shoulders uh, he was complaining of a shooting pain in his leg at which point the manager replied tell you what you need to do to get rid of that pain son give your foot a good stomp on the ground yeah stupidly my cousin did so oh. and as he was directed uh, sorry stupidly my cousin did as he was directed and then the assembled crowd about 16 of us ducked and winced as we heard what sounded like a gunshot go off oh, oh no Turned round a second later to see my cousin struggling for oxygen and to find out that he had a compound fracture of his oh, tibia. Oh, man. The next day, the manager came to see him in hospital and felt so bad that he said he's already signed up for a first aid course. Never has the phrase, too little, too late, been more appropriate. That's for <laughs> oh, Daniel Greenfield. No. Um, one um, more imagine here. like the Get amount of damage thing. he could do if he knew first aid. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I'll have a crack at that, yeah. yeah. Best thing to do is... <laughs> I could probably fix that for you. <laughs> now I've done first aid. Yeah. Have a crack uh, at that is not the most appropriate choice. No. <laughs> and there's one from, uh, from Patrick Finch. He says, Jesper Blanco was on Swedish television before the Villa Spurs game being shown clips of Roy King giving him an almighty bollocking for the misplaced pass that caused Keane's fateful booking against Juventus in 1999. Blomqvist turned around to the presenter and said, let's not talk about this anymore, please. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one final one here from Ben Fionda, who says, you never delve into the depths of League One, but Bristol City, my team, is still unbeaten. It's yeah, a club record. They're nice. top of the league. They've won 10 They're and drawn well. six. Five points clear at the top of League One, so well done to them. Well done to them. My highlight of the week was FIFA having to apologise to Ukraine uh, for using an old flag of Russia for last week's presentation oh. for the 2018 World Cup. There's logo. nothing going on. <laughs> My wife of her relations are very cordial, so no harm yeah, done. Yeah. No harm done. They used very, a flag very of Russia region that yeah. included Ukraine. Yeah. 
Wow. Jetpad. Yeah, there you go. There you bloody go. Uh, I think that's. I think we've done more than enough there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at footballramble. And the website is thefootballramble.com. Uh, Peter. Yes, we've got rock and roll football from three o'clock this Saturday. West Ham uh, versus Aston Villa. That should be an interesting match. Top versus bottom, pretty much, isn't it? Ooh. Sort of. Sort yeah. of. In, if, if you in don't really know clarity. what top or bottom is. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Uh, say goodbye, Jim. <laughs> goodbye, say Jim. Goodbye, Luke. If you go alphabetical, it's bottom v top, probably. And say goodbye, Pete. Sayonara. Mm. Also, See actually, I mean, Burnley are below, aren't they? So mm-hmm. it's not even in the Claret League. See you in Berlin. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Spella. What's my dentist called? Oh. Magoo? <laughs> if you know, Shaw Mr. at the <laughs> <laughs> if I anyone, if my knows about, Dr. Lambert, that's right. Paul Lambert. Why did Dr. Lambert, Dr. Lambert. In, uh, in Edinburgh? Maybe, well, did, maybe we had the same. Harlepool. Did he have a moustache? Uh, did he open his shirt up in the oh. summer months? No, I don't remember the shirt. Be quiet when I look into your fucking mouth. But it's a, it's a little bit. He's not from Glasgow, he's even from Edinburgh. Well, he might have been. Be, quiet, moved there. Or, be quiet or I'll look in your mouth. <laughs>